0: Ms. Jackson. My baby is drama, Mama. Don't like me. She doing things like having the boys come from her neighborhood to the studio trying to fight me. She need to get a piece of the American Pie and take her bite out. That's my house. I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out. Let her know her. playing this
1: song. He really hates the I song. He just dogged Miss Jackson the other day, talking about how annoyed he got listening to it on the radio, and he brings it on for intro music on the show. He's an enigma. You never know what he's going to do, Gary. And he was dancing to it. He was it. He.
2: You saw that, right?
1: He compared Outcast to, I don't even know what it was. It was like two other earworm songs that were just atrocious comparisons. I think it was like Outcast, and he compared to like Billy Ray Cyrus and I think the Macarena <laughs> were the two things that he compared it to, which just blew my mind. Three things, three entities, three musical acts that should never be mentioned in the same breath. And he made it happen. Wow, uh, Trevor is off, he, he's rolling over across the bridge He's going to go pay his respects to uh, our, our good friend Douglas who, who again passed away sadly a couple of weeks ago So Trevor will be out uh, We're going to have Ty Spaulding on at 5.30 to talk some Cardinal Sports news He's got some interesting tidbits that he tossed out there yesterday I want to pick his brain about that All eyes, all ears, all brains focused on this U of men's basketball roster And how it's going to fill out I think we may have some news in the very near future um, At least about how a couple of those slots are going to be filled We can talk about that coming up I mentioned this uh, before the break five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's the Thornton sucks line. Want to hear from you today? Uh, give us uh, stuff you want me to talk about for the next couple of hours. We'll, we're here until six o'clock, and I threw out there the the Liv tour, the Live tour. I don't even know what they're calling it. The Saudi tour that is now having in the midst of its first tournament. And Texas says, "I want your genuine thoughts on this." And I'm not going to go into a gigantic diatribe, but I think it sucks for golf. I hate it. I hate that as somebody who likes golf, I like pretty much every sport, but I certainly like following golf. I think this is going to wind up doing... It's just a prediction, and maybe I'm totally wrong about this. I think it's going to do significant harm to the PGA Tour and the sport in general, because you're going to see more players are going to jump ship. The money we're talking about is outrageous. $200 million to Phil Mickelson as a signing bonus. $190 million to Justin Johnson. If you want like Brooks Kepka, who's kind of been falling off, hasn't had a good year. His game's Dwindling, He's hurting a little bit. Maybe he just doesn't care as much. He can sign there for like 150 mil. No problem. And those are just signing bonuses. The purse from tournament to tournament is unbelievable. Here's what I'm talking about. So the first tour event is going on in London today. It started in London today. The coverage on YouTube only had like 50,000 viewers. Golf ratings in general have not been great. The ratings for the final round of the, the, the PGA Championship last month, which happened... I think the same day or a week after the Preakness, the Preakness was like one percentage point below it in terms of viewers. And this was a Preakness that had no attraction, no draw, didn't have the Derby winner, didn't really have any great storylines. There was no reason for the American public to watch. It still drew almost exactly the same number of viewers as the final round of the second PGA Major of the year.
2: You think the Belmont will do this
1: weekend? (sighs) Good God. I mean, that field, it's (laughs) it's not good. It's a bad field. Great betting race. You can make a lot of money on it if you feel like you've got a, a inside track. I'm kind of curious to see how Rich Strike does, but not curious enough to really get excited about it. Did you make money on the Derby
2: this year? Oh, no. No?
1: No. You didn't bet that long shot? I, I, no. I, it was all over the place. had like 75 bets going against myself in every different direction. None of them had, uh, had, had Rich Strike. It was bad.
2: <laughs> Always used to bet on the long shot just for the heck of it.
1: We did a thing where we pooled our money, me and a, a group of friends, and did. Uh, we made a bet with a, like a, basically a key to trifecta. Bet Epicenter to win and then took the field to place and show, thinking, you know, Epicenter's going to have, he's probably going to be the favorite, but the odds aren't going to be so significant that if you get a couple of long shots up there, it won't pay big time money. I mean, perfect setup longest horse in the field right there epicenter looking like he's going to win epicenter rich strike one two is the dream scenario for this we're we're, we're all gonna make like like six grand each and then no like, like like i saw like paying for my vacation flashed in front of my eyes like having a little bit of extra money to have some fun with flashing before my eyes and then boom it's gone hundred dollars out, out the window you
2: were there that day right no it was not a derby oh, okay i was just wondering how the crowd i I didn't watch it. I watched like the replay afterwards, but uh, I can I can just hear the crowd, how they just I mean you know it was a hell of a ride. Like five people like yeah, <laughs> and everybody else is like
1: woo. I'm always amazed because that horse took less of the purse than any of the other twenty horses in the field, and yet there still are like there's always seven people or eight people that you know. Who are like? Here's the ticket. I'm like, how? How? What? What led you to put a hundred dollars on Rich Strike? We didn't even know the horse was in the damn race until the day before. We know nothing about this horse. You just saw the odds and bet him. And more power to you. But yeah, I, I don't know. The but the, the persons that I'm talking about this week in London. I don't even know what the course is. I, I've got no idea who's playing well today. The winner of this tournament gets four million dollars. Four million dollars for this Pretty good week, payday. For comparison's sake the the masters and pga champion winners the two majors that have happened so far this year they get 2.7 million dollars the us open champ coming up next month 2.25 million dollars the runner up in this no name whatever event in london gets 2.1 million dollars they're paying the second place person in this liv tour tournament at a whatever course basically the same amount that the us open winner gets and barely less than the masters and pga championship winner gets this is why you're not going to be able to keep players from jumping ship and if you i know they suspended the the 17 or whatever players who who are playing in this tournament if you don't make it like you can't play in any of the majors definitively then it's just going to keep happening there's all sorts of reports that billy horschel and brooks kepko are the next stop and it's just going to keep happening and it sucks because it's going to divide the sport. People are going to lose interest. Golf is already kind of teetering on the brink of not having a captive audience when Tiger's not playing and playing well in any of these tournaments, which he hasn't for a while now. You are going to lose that fringe fan base that you are already kind of in danger of losing. And I think it's going to suck. I think it's going to be terrible for the sport. And I wish it wasn't happening. But here we are. Um, That's the last Saudi tour take you're going to get. I'm done not not talking about Phil, not talking about DJ. I'm done with this. Uh 502-414-1450 that's the Thornton sex line. Texas says, "Mike, stay out of the heat, don't overexert yourself, no alcohol and increase the salt intake." Outside of the no caffeine, I think Trevor would probably stroll right through this disease no problem. He probably would. I wish I could trade places with him. I'd love I'd love for what I've got to do to be what Trevor's got to do. Yeah, Gary, I, th- my doctor I'm dealing with they don't know, like, like long COVID. They think some like people develop this thing called pots after they've been getting COVID. It's been like a trend nationally. And I've been better this week. I've been managing stuff, you know, a few lifestyle changes. I feel almost normal. And I talked to my doctor today, she's referring me to a specialist. And then she said, you know, just in the meantime, you don't want to do too much. You don't want to go back to where you were a month ago. You don't want to ruin your baseline. So stay out of the heat, no alcohol, rest as much as possible which we leave tomorrow for a beach vacation with a two-year-old and a seven-month-old i'm like there's there's no way i, I can stay away from the alcohol which sucks for a beach vacation but can't really avoid the heat not going to be great to sleep so we're going to do what we can do but yeah trevor would probably have an easier time with this than i have so so when are you going on vacation We leave tomorrow Tomorrow well, night, you start tomorrow. After the show, we're driving down to, oh. to Hilton Head with Mary, uh, Mary's family.
2: Well, you're leaving just in time for the heat that's coming here next week. Well, It's, it's going to be rough. It's not going to be cool down there either, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> probably not.
1: At least I'm out in uh, College Station. Sean Moth, I, I said this earlier, I was texting with him, and you, know, you look at the temperatures and you're like high of 104, I think low of 77. They were in Lubbock for a super regional a few years ago, and I remember Sean talking about just how ungodly hot it was, and I said – is it worse than Lubbock a few years ago? And he said, no, it's, it's a tad cooler, but it's way more humid, which makes it feel even worse. He said Tucson was even hotter in 12, but there was zero humidity there. This is as bad as it gets just from like a feeling icky standpoint, like just being like feeling like you're swimming the moment you step outside. And he said, your current temperature in Louisville right now is one degree colder than the low this weekend here. That's At least the kids don't care. H- have you
2: ever been to uh, Vegas in the middle of summer?
1: the only time i went to vegas it was late march okay and it was that's
2: a good time to be in vegas still hot that's when i got i got married in march in, in las vegas you got married in vegas
1: yeah, sure did i don't think i knew this
2: yep at least the weather was not terrible and it wasn't bad and i, I uh, got married on the first day of spring so i wouldn't forget that a boy march 20th
1: <laughs> i'm assuming though that since you asked that question you have been there and the, the most sweltering time of the year
2: Yes, uh, I went with my mom and her boyfriend. uh, Years, I this is probably 15 years ago. They were going to Vegas, and they said, "Well, we'll pay you and your wife's way if you go." And I was like, "Well, I've never been out there in July," and I said, "Oh, okay, let's go." And man, whoo! i can't imagine it's good it got up to 121 day good god and of course it's it's really dry i mean when you walk outside for a while and you come back in you're dry but you have to watch out because you'll dehydrate sure. very quickly and it got down at night and tonight's low will be 88
1: <laughs> <laughs> good god i saw that it's uh it's like Nat. I, got, I don't know why I got this email. I think it's from like the Louisville water company. It's like national dehydration day or national hydration day coming up, uh, sometime in June, which is just hilarious that we have this. So when I first got sick, like, like this was a, a month. And again, like I hadn't you know, We've got kids, like we don't really go out and, and drink and party that much anymore, but we went to derby all day at the track and then we went to a derby party Friday night and like definitely drank too much, probably didn't eat as much as I should have was not hydrated. And so when I started feeling terrible, like Saturday afternoon, Everybody's like, just you're dehydrated, right? Just drink as much as you can. Just keep drinking, keep drinking, keep drinking. And so when I I was fully hydrated, I'm peeing 20 times a day and nothing's changing with my mood – when I, when I went to the doctor and they ran the, the blood test for the first time, like my hydration levels were like off the chart. It was like, you're, you're supposed to be between like five and seven. And I was like 23. They're like, yeah, wow. you're, you're, you're definitely, you've been drinking enough. You're, you're fine. That's not the issue. I was like, well, good. You just got to make sure though.
2: It's, but it's always good to drink Gatorade, get those uh, electrolytes. Get the
1: electrolytes going. Yeah. Get the sodium up. You can never be too sure. 502-414-1450 uh, has the Thornton sex line. We were talking about driver's license being expired. Texas says, my brother's driver's license is two years expired He'll get it renewed one of these days. You're you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. Mine, I, I was embarrassed. I went to the bank. I don't even remember what I was trying to do. I probably was just trying to buy checks, which I have to do once every 11 years now. And they looked at me like I was the biggest idiot in the world because it had been like four months expired. I was like, I don't have to show my driver's license for anything anymore. I'm old. Didn't they send you a notice in the mail? No. Oh, that's what we're talking about. They don't like. Yeah, I renewed mine just because I remembered a few months ago, but they they never remind you. There's never like oh, your license is coming up. That should happen. That needs to happen, but they don't. When
2: I had to renew mine back <gasps> during when COVID was going, you know, the COVID quarantine was on, uh-huh. and it, and basically I just mailed them my license, my current license, and then they mailed me a new one. And the picture they used was from the old license. That's what I have now. Yeah, and so my picture is like eight years old.
1: I I did it online, and I've got the same picture of me from like six years ago. Yeah, Yeah. and
2: same thing renewing the the tags for the
1: uh, truck, too. We yeah, we've had issues with that. It's it's annoying. My license though, like it, it's totally different than the way it used to look before. And I thought it was like a fake license. I'm like, does this even count? Like this guy because I filled it out online. This is not. So I'm kind of like terrified. I haven't had to show it to anybody because you I rarely have to show my license to anybody. But it looks so different than like all the other licenses I've had.
2: I look like McLovin on mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that's possible. um Yeah, two years is a long time. Texas, as far as the North Carolina thing, again, we were talking about, I, I've submitted my, it's going to go live tomorrow, my early post-NBA draft declaration, top 25 for the upcoming college basketball season. Check it out on SBNation.com tomorrow at some point. I'm sure I'll tweet it out. And I've got North Carolina at number one. I don't think it was a clear-cut choice. I made my case. Texas says, Manik saved UNC many times with his incredible shooting. He changed games with the shooting. I think they're a top five team, but not number one. I'm fine with that. Like Again, you can make cases for, I think, three or four different teams. I think Carolina has the best case. I think Kentucky's got a good case. I think you can make a case for, I mean, help you can make a case for Creighton, you make a case for Gonzaga, but everybody lost something. There's nobody who's returning more last year than North Carolina did, even though they've lost Brady Manic. He's the only member of that Iron Five, uh, as they called them, who is gone and really the only contributor besides Kerwin Walton who chose to leave. And yeah, Manic was huge for them. I think replacing him with a, a couple of nice transfers and some highly touted freshmen is, is going to be fine. But would it shock me if they wound up being like a three seed who didn't dominate the ACC? No, everybody's got flaws. Texas says Trevor, they beat an eight seed and a 15 seed by a lot of points, crown them. Teams never just give up in the tournament when they realize they've lost. We well, they don't, I don't know if that's a joke or what, but it's, it's true. Texas UNC got hot at the right time. Simple as that. They will be like UCLA after their final four run. I, disagree like the ucla comparison doesn't carry any weight to me it wasn't just that they got hot right, hot at the right time north carolina was firmly on the wrong side of the bubble in late january i think from january 26th on they lost three games it wasn't like they just you know limped into the tournament like ucla did a couple of years ago beat a couple of nobodies like they were red hot they lost in the acc tournament to virginia tech who also beat duke in the same tournament and besides that like they were i mean they beat duke in the regular season finale at cameron on coach k's last day they you know were fine form in the tournament like it was not a fluky run. UCLA UCLA took our spot. Maybe I'm just bitter about that. We should have been that 11 seed. we should have been in that first four that should have been our final four run. We got screwed. Our resume was better than UCLAs. They had no business being in there. North Carolina you know they were safely in the field as an eighth seed and would have been even higher if the ACC hadn't been so so down last year. I text her, this is I'm pretty sure this is my buddy Danny. I saw Eddie George at the airport in Nashville. he was lost. Can you talk about his career and failing restaurant ventures? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Texas says Chillville ice cream vendor at the football stadium. We need to expand the Chillville thing. I think is going places. We Chillville is a cool name. I think the recruits would get in on it. It's perfect for the Scott Satterfield Cali vibe. We all know that we're now the hottest program on the West Coast for some unknown reason. I, I'm fine with it. I think Chillville is going places. I think we need to make this happen. Uh, texter also just sends me a picture of his uh, Shady Rays purchase. I, liked, I love the white brim. Love the lenses. Polarized. This is why you love Shady Rays. Texter says, isn't that Shady Rays replacement in the 30 days just another way to say buy one, get one free, or just a way to try to make you feel guilty if you did call to get a free pair? Well, you don't take advantage of the Shady Rays deal. Shady Rays is trusting you. When Shady Rays says they've been lost, stolen, dented, injured, sat on by Trevor Kelsey, they're taking your word for it. They're, they don't think – you don't want to rip off Shady Rays. They're already giving you great deals on premium sunglasses, and you're getting 25, 25% off when you use the promo code Big X. Don't – yeah, don't, 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 don't ruin this. Don't, don't take advantage of Shady Rays. They're good people over there. We love them. ShadyRays.com. Go to the website. Gary, we've got to get you some Shady Rays.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll go to the website tonight. You'll look
1: 25% off. Big X. Can I get those uh... –
2: old person sunglasses that fit over the you can make ones. that happen
1: okay we, i was talking about this with trevor you may be a better person to talk about this did you see the colgate clock is being condemned yes i think we need to buy it for the radio station it needs to become <laughs> ours the big x clock
2: can you imagine how much that would cost just to have it taken down and hauled over here
1: GoFundMe. me we oh. we'll started go at me <laughs> The people love it. The people love Big X. We'll get the K- Kentucky fans from KRC over. We've got the Indiana fans with Matt Dennison. We've got the X crew with James Spears. Uh, we, we have it. Big money is on the side of the Big X. We can get this clock. We can make this happen, and it will be our own personal landmark.
2: So do you want the clock over uh, at the Jeffersonville Studios or here at the Louisville Studios? Oh, here, like right here in the parking lot. Man, there's plenty of room
1: for it. We can move that bench. We can move that bench that's out there. <laughs> And no can, problem,
2: and we can move Trevor's smoking table. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's
1: going to be a little bit more difficult.
2: Well, that's true. Yeah, he can
1: smoke on the clock. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fine, <laughs> literally and figuratively. It'll it'll work perfectly.
2: That probably would be about as big as a Ferris wheel, wouldn't it? When you think about it, I've never seen it up close. I've only seen it like oh, driving from the bridge. That I can thing is huge.
1: I'm trying to imagine it now. The scale compared to like the buildings we have over here. Yeah, it'd be it would stand out. But you oh, know what? Yeah. People want to come check out the Big X. We have this little blue studio, little blue thing, and then just gigantic clock right next to it. No explanation needed. It does make me sad that it's potentially going away. Time for sports. <laughs> 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 the clock is showing it's like 3.05, though, and it's actually 3.17. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were supposed to be. The texture says, ask Gary about the eugenics history of the clock.
2: Tell me about the what? <laughs> the eugenics
1: history of the clock.
2: I don't. I don't know the history of that clock. I'm. I'm not that
1: old. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, Texas says put the clock next to the wet blanket. That would be. I mean, it would take the place of where the blankets were out there. I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember the story, Gary. We had a mysterious bundle of blankets just sitting out there in the parking lot. Oh, I remember that. And then we, you know, as the heroes that we are on the Mike Rutherford show, I say we. This is very liberally. I filmed while Trevor went out during a break and like unraveled it. And I'm thinking we're going to see like a dead animal in there. Like, I don't know what we're going to see. The, the closer we got to actually unpackaging that thing, the more I realized it was a terrible idea because like, we may have to call the cops. We may not be able to do the show here because we're giving statements to the police. <laughs> oh. And it turned out it was just like some – it was basically more blankets and a bottle of orange juice that appeared to be filled with urine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the mystery that was solved. So now we can replace this big ex-historic landmark with another local landmark. This was where the, the, bucket, the box of blankets was unpackaged, and now we have a gigantic clock right there. I feel like this is just... Well, we
2: have to check with the city first to no. see if we, if we needed permits. <laughs>
1: no. Text says that Colgate factory is haunted. Is that a thing?
2: I've heard that, yeah.
1: Well, now I like it even more.
2: I tell you, when it was an operation, man, sometimes you'd go through there and that smell would be pretty rough.
1: <laughs> I, did, you, you, you went over to the actual factory where the clock was?
2: Well, no, uh, when you come into Louisville on 65.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, welcome to Louisville. <sighs> Look, we'll figure, we'll figure all this out. <laughs> These are after purchasing the clock problems. We get the money, we get it set up, we're going to be fine. Texas put the Colgate clock in storage with the false fountain. We're bringing that over too. This is all going to be big X. We need to. Great things come in threes. We're going to buy that fountain. We're going to put it out here. We're going to buy the clock. We're going to put it out here. What else do we need? What former piece of, what is it, Louisville slash Southern Indiana? The clock. Kentuckiana. The the Falls Fountain. We need something else. We need one more. Oh, uh, the Derby Clock.
2: Remember the Derby Clock that used to be on 4th Avenue?
1: On 4th Street where they had like Countdown to Derby? And they also do like Ryder Cup? Yeah. The digital one? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. It was really dumb. No, I'm
2: talking about the one that had the the horses racing.
1: Oh! That one. With the Galleria back in the day. Yeah,
2: and then it it ended up over at Bowman Field for a long time.
1: I love where your head is. I I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Get that over here. We can put that in studio. Put it, right, put it right here next to the TV.
2: At <laughs> the top of every hour here and on the air.
1: <laughs> well, if two clocks is going off at terribly random times. It's going to be great. Uh, we got to go to break. Five o'clock hours coming up next. I'll answer more of your – you guys have filled up the text line with uh, mostly questions about the Colgate clock, but some other ones. We'll talk about those, and then Ty Spalding is going to join us at 530 to talk about the latest and greatest on both recruiting fronts, all that coming your way here on 1450 The Big X.
0: It spins around You recognize this sound Well it's the underground You know that we're down With what you like yeah. With, with what, what you like, like. Yeah. And though we're
2: usually On a serious tip Check it out Tonight we're gonna flip and trip And let it all hang out Tonight We're yeah. Gonna, yeah. gonna say what, what, we what we like Cause yo yo We wanna we know
0: fight. How many people in the flow I see guys and girls dancing Yeah, uh, yeah. Do, do what, what you, you like I see guys and girls dancing Just do what you like Yo, go where you like. I mean rich, poor, high, lower, upper, middle class. Let's all get together and have a few laughs and do what we like. And do what we like. And since you came here you gotta show it. Pokemon okay, is
1: the final hour of the Thursday edition of the Mike Brotherford Show here on 1450 the big X. Got you until 6 o'clock. Ty Spalding of Cardinalsports.com will join us at 5.30 to talk some uh, recruiting, some other notes. He's got some intel on the basketball side of things, how this roster might wind up shaking out. And also, big-time weekend uh, coming up. Big two weekends in a row coming up for L football as far as guests who are going to be on campus. Uh, Keith Wynn wrote about uh, over at CarChronicle.com today. This OT7 tournament in Vegas, which is happening, I guess, this weekend... Huge Louisville flavor. A lot of the guys that are going to be in town for the big recruiting weekend coming up uh, a week from this coming weekend are going to be participating in this. The premier LA team is going to be led by Pierce Clarkson. He's the quarterback for the seven on seven tournament. On that same team, DeAndre Moore, fellow U of L commit, Jalil McClain, U of L commit, Jamari Johnson on that team as well. And then safety targets, uh, Peyton Woodyard, who's on the 2020, 2024 recruiting class is going to be on the defensive side of the ball for that team as well. Also, there's a chance. It sounds like that Ruben Owens, the much talked about now five-star running back who has Louisville um, in his final four, who's going to be taking that visit to U of L next weekend, the, the weekend of the 17th might be joining that team as well. That's uh, kind of a rumor. There has not been confirmed, but it's out there Also, the Miami Immortals team that's playing in this tournament. You've got Andy Jean, who's a, a top U L recruit from Miami Northwestern. He recently talked about loving Louisville, talking about how Teddy Bridgewater went there. Everybody knows that, that Louisville is one of the schools that shows Miami Northwestern the most love. Stan Quan Clark, Adam Moore, Talented recruits that Louisville's working hard to land. They're all on that team. Raekwon Adkins, current UofL commit, is on the South Florida Express. Just something to keep an eye on this weekend. There are going to be highlights that come out. You've got film crews all over these seven-on-seven tournaments these days. A lot of UofL targets and commits are going to be participating in this, and many of those same players will be on campus coming up next weekend for the gigantic recruiting weekend that hopefully will keep this thing rolling. Um, UofL football, they got something going. It's a good times over there on the recruiting front. Hopefully they, they continue 502-414-1450 Thornton's text line. We'll take questions here uh, about anything and everything until we get going. The, the Colgate clock conversation is it's all anybody wants to talk about. Uh, My guy, Troy says, imagine securing the Colgate clock and then digging up the, (laughs) the toy tiger sign out of storage is apparently in a barn somewhere. It needs to happen. I don't know, Gary, that that may be a better third crown jewel than the, the Derby clock. You think so? The fountain, the Colgate clock, the toy tiger, the toy sign, tiger sign, the original yeah. toy tiger sign. Were you a, a toy tiger guy back in the day?
2: Actually, uh, my brother owned that for a while. No! Yes. Incredible! Yeah, and then w- remember when it changed to uh, Pharaoh's?
1: Yes, well I mean
2: well, and familiar. Then, yeah, and then Pharaoh's went out of business and a lot of people contacted him about the sign, wanting to buy the sign. To sure. so say they wanted to put it in their basement. But the thing of it is, you don't realize how big that sign actually was. And, and he has no idea where it is now because he sold same out same. his interest in the, uh,
1: in the club and uh, Thornton's came along. and What a Louisville mystery. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be somewhere. Yeah. Somehow, like, over the years, doesn't matter what station I'm on, whenever I'm in the position where I'm hosting a show solo, with you know, the co-host, a partner, is, is, the conversation devolves into a Toy Tiger talk. I don't know how it happens. There was one day on, on 790 back in the day where John was out. And I, it was summer like this, no dominant sports topic. And I don't even know how we got here. And I tried to get away from the Toy Tiger as much as I could. And then you get a call, like somebody would be like, hey, what's up with this Louisville football recruit, blah, blah, blah. Also, I got my Toy Tiger story. I got I to gotta tell you. And it just it, – it, it piled on and it piled on. And I'm like, John Ramsey, the man who actually was like – semi-king of the toy tiger back in the day isn't even here to enjoy this i've got zero frame of reference i was way too young never experienced the toy tiger and i'm just hearing all these stories and i'm like i've i've got nothing to add to this and it just would not stop it just it keeps happening people love it
2: i spent a few times a few a few bucks at uh, toy tiger back before my brother had ownership in it
1: you were like toy tiger vip back in the day was that you were like toy tiger vip after that i could have been but I, I was
2: married at that. Oh, point. <laughs> you
1: missed you missed out on a fantastic opportunity. I, I got
2: married, and then my brother bought the toy tiger, and was like, "Well, shoot, <laughs> ruined everything."
1: Uh, text says, "Mike, please give us the full story on your Twitter header photo." Header photo. I've been wondering for a while. The I don't even know if I can say this. The, the Ruth D tweet is how I guess how I'll phrase it. It's I mean, there's really no story to it. It's I made some sort of quote about comment about this was when. Famously, around these parts at least, Louisville has not hosted a college basketball college game day since making the move to the KFC Yum Center. And I had I'd done an interview with uh, Reese Davis, who like this was like after like two or three years. It seemed weird that we were one of the dominant programs in the entire sport, and game day just would not come. And so I asked Reece I'm like, this is a weird thing. He's like, eh, hey, you know, contracts just didn't add up. We, we had other games on at the same time. I can almost guarantee that we'll be here for next year. And then they released the schedule for the upcoming season, which uh, wound up being the season after our national title season. And we weren't on it. And so I just tweeted something like, you know, Game day was supposed to come here. It looks like they're not coming to the Yum Center. And this guy, this this UK fan, just responded to me and goes, well, we got our college game day scheduled even after a first-round NIT loss, so hum these testicles, Ruth D., which is the funniest nickname you could possibly come up? And it was one of those where somebody's trying to just destroy you, and I'm like, "That's the funniest thing I've ever read in my entire life." I, how can I not laugh at this? So yeah, it became my header photo. It's the greatest nickname ever, anybody's ever come up with me. I've never heard the term "hum these," you know, whatever from anyone else in my entire life and i do feel bad like i, I probably need to change it because i think the, the kid the kid through intermediaries has reached out and been like can you take that down like like i'm an adult now in the workforce and i don't need people seeing my name with that tweet associated to it and i probably will at some point but it just every time i see it it makes me smile it's it's the greatest so now like people will actively call me that nickname all the time and i love it it's the term of endearment in my book um Text that I just tuned in, where's Cat, Cat, Cat Daddy Kelsey today? He is, uh, he bounced at 4.30. He'll be back tomorrow in full on, full Trevor glory. Uh, text Texas LOL, LOL, Hum These Classic. I wish I could say the word. I don't know if I can. The very first time I ever came on radio, I, I got in trouble for saying that. Um, text Texas everyone with collectives is using to get players. Everyone with collectives using that to get players are going to get hammered by the NCAA. I mean, I'll believe when I see it. I know they're trying now to do this thing. The NCAA has essentially stepped up and said, and I agree with this, by the way, NIL, the name, image, likeness laws that have been put into effect, they were done so to reward players for who they are and what they've done. Like you're getting money based on what you've accomplished your name means something because you threw for this many yards or you helped your team get this many wins and you're going to be rewarded justly with this endorsement deal or this amount of money. It wasn't meant to just be a way for boosters, business owners, fans to pool their money and just buy players. It wasn't pay for play. This was not what it was supposed to be. And I agree with that. But now they're saying they're going to go after programs that are doing this pay for play thing and not abiding by the strict. How can you do that when you've set up no bylaws? You have turned a blind eye to this because it's too complicated for you to deal with. And so you've just kind of hoped that Congress would get involved for a while. You hope that schools wouldn't jump on this. You hope that the states that did pass laws were going to be few and far between and you could ban those schools and those states from postseason play. And none of that worked. You sat on your ass for a long time. Every state followed California's lead. You've got NIL laws in virtually every state now. All of this is above board if you're going to try to regulate it, the first step isn't just saying you can't do that. We're going to come after you. The first step is creating some bylaws, creating some sort of overarching uh, like way to police this and you won't do it. So if you're going to come after programs retroactively, you better be ready to go to court where you're getting your ass kicked every time somebody takes you to court these days. The NCAA is 0 for it, 71 in like the last 71 times it's been to court. So if you're trying to say, we're going to 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 punish you, for having a collective that gave $2 million to recruit this, this player and this player before there were any rules against this. Good luck because you got no leg to stand on in court and you will get drugged the same way you've been dragged by every other program that has had a legal issue with you over the last decade. It ain't going to happen. Good luck. Texture says rebuild the silos. <laughs> the silos need to go back up. Louisville, America's greatest college sports town. You don't remember the silos? On the oh, side
2: yeah. Of- I know ra- I was getting ready to say it was a good idea.
1: They were like, – like. I get that they were an eyesore from ground level. Like when you're over there, there's quite literally nothing there besides these giant silos. It was but, kind of a cool look for the highway.
2: It was impressive. Louisville is very impressive when you're coming down 65 or 64. And um, yeah, we used to have the the silos there and the false fountain <laughs>
1: And the clock,
2: we—they're
1: we, <laughs> all gone. <laughs> we used to be a possibility city, Gary. That's right. We were a city that had things, and now <laughs> all we have is a lot of money.
2: And it used to be years and years ago; it was gateway to the south. God,
1: <laughs> what, what happened to us? Now we're sitting all here. All
2: the good things they take away,
1: and then they paint a bridge yellow, and they take away the Galleria, make it Fourth Street. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? What? If, where did we go wrong as a society? Um, I used to like Rick Pitino would always tell the story about when he was at Kentucky. He would drive on recruiting trips on 65 past the U of L campus and past the city of Louisville and wouldn't even notice it. I'm like, what's well, a straight lie. Like it, it was like Rick lied about a lot of stuff. I'm like that's a blatant lie. You can see the whole city from 65. You can see the U of L campus. Like there's no point in lying about it. Texas says bring back Museum Plaza. Also bring it back. We'll bring it all back. Texas Mike drinks an Okalona Corona sitting on the minute hand, Trevor smokes a butt joint sitting on the hour hand. There you go. I do not partake in Oklahoma Coronas. Those are my that's my wife. That's Mary. Are you familiar with the the, the term Okalona Corona? No. So my wife is one of the few people out there. I think she's the reason why Bud Light Lime has remained a thing that that Budweiser produces. She loves Bud Light Lime. Her sisters and mom love Bud Light Lime. I can't stand it. It's. I'm with you on that. It's, it's just not good. We will have to, like on vacations, we will have to call ahead to the bars or the restaurants we go to to make sure that they have Bud Light Lime. When you go to a UofL game, naturally, they don't, they don't have Bud Light Lime. So Mary will do the the next best thing in her eyes, which is ask for a Bud Light and a Lime right in it. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard this phrase before. This is probably like four or five years ago. We we're at a, a UofL basketball home game, and the bartender goes, oh, in Oklahoma, Corona.
2: <laughs> I like that. Which
1: is, I mean, I, I – I was like, this is brilliant. This is fantastic. And somebody, when I, the last time I mentioned this, somebody texted in and said, I always heard that that was a PBR with a lime. I'm like, I don't know. I, th- I think anything, any non-corona with a lime in it, I think can qualify as an Oklahoma corona. I Very feel good. like that's that's good. Texas <laughs> Gary sounds like the DJ at The Godfather. <laughs> hey, ladies. Everybody gets your ones out now tip your waitresses be real nice let's get ready for candy <laughs> you sound, uh, you, yeah but you've you, you've got it down well i mean yeah i was 18 once we, we've all been there hey everybody hey all you guys and girls make sure you tip your waitresses get ready for the music let's get sit down and get ready for lexi i always
2: thought i sounded like a, a dj at the state fair do you want to go faster <laughs> do you want to go in reverse <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god!
2: Step right up. We'll guess your weight.
1: Shady Rays was apparently started by a Stan X grad. <laughs> okay, well, you know, not knocking their business acumen; they're just not good at sports besides football. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. They're, hey, they won the state championship in football. Terrible time for that comment. And they're also like, what about to play for the state baseball title this weekend? Props to them. Go Xers. Texas is the T-shirt game. And if you're just joining us and have no idea what I'm talking about. In the spirit of Kentucky making shirts that are you know, cool in the moment, maybe, but meaningless five years later, I want to make a Louisville shirt dedicated to the most forgettable, random, just non-important football game of all time. Like Louisville 25, Syracuse 10, October 10th, 2008, just put it on a gigantic shirt, make it a huge logo, and people are trying to pick out what game that should be. Texas it has got to be the rain game against Indiana State from a few years ago. One of the weirdest games of all time. I think, um, who was it? Uh, Rod, oh God, the, the kid from Trinity, Burns returned a punt, and that was like the only memorable play. It was just a rained, but that's too memorable. I want it to be a game that I would never remember in my entire life. I want it to be just the most forgettable game possible. That's what the whole thing is. Texas says if we haven't had a collective till now, how the hell has SAP been doing this? It's a fine, it's not it's a fine question. I also like I think the other question is: if we haven't had a collective till now and we've been doing this, do we need a collective? Like, is this going to ruin things? This is is this going to halt momentum? I know I'll trust Josh Hurd and company on this because I know that in the early stages of NIL, there was a movement behind the scenes to form a collective. I know because I got asked to be a part of it. And I was like, yeah, like, tell me more about this. And UofL kind of was like, eh, we're we're, we're we're pumping the brakes on this. They kind of put the kibosh on it. So I'm assuming they sat back, made sure that this was all going to be okay, wanted to do it the right way. And I I mean, I can't guarantee this, but I would be willing to bet that the powers that be at UofL have put their stamp of approval on this, that they are at least involved in some way, in, either directly or indirectly, that they know what's going on here and they're, they're okay with it because they were not okay with it apparently the way it was going to be done before. So it didn't happen. They've, they've clearly handled NIL well so far. You can make the case easily that we are the football program that has benefited the most from this new era. Just look at the recruiting rankings. We'll see if it translates to the field, but as of like the first, what, year of this being a thing, nobody has made a gigantic, a more gigantic leap in recruiting rankings than we have. So at least on the football side, hopefully basketball follows suit relatively soon. Texas, any basketball commitments? Any guards update? I think we're getting a guard soon, folks. I think we'll be getting a guard, and we'll talk with Ty Spaulding about this. I don't know if he can name names um, at five thirty when he comes on. I think we will be getting at least a guard in the next week or so. Maybe multiple guards. I've got, and I'm not talking about Imani Bates. I've got no idea. I still don't know what's going on with Imani Bates. He is apparently, people reached out to me after listening to the podcast last night when I was saying, I'm not sure who he's working out with. I'm not sure what he's doing. He is apparently working out with Chris Brickley, the former Cardinal who now has become the basketball trainer to the stars up in New York, worked famous. I mean, he basically worked with like every who's who in NBA. Um, People have reached out to me and let me know that he's he's training he's he's working with Imani Bates he's a part of that he's working with a couple of other guys from Ypsilanti so he's in good hands if he's working out with Brickley I feel much much better about his game assuming that he does you know wind up here and if he doesn't then I don't really care how his game's going I hope it's not going great because I don't want him to be as good excuse me Texas Mike how do I go about asking my girlfriend's father for her hand in marriage you should not be coming to me with this question this is not a this is not a sports radio show question, but I'll do my best to answer. Girls, like like women, they get we can agree as men here. We're men talking on the radio. We got it a little bit easy. We we got the best shake in all this. Women get the they, they they got dealt the worst hand in all of this. They they have to get pregnant. They have to give up things. Menstrual cycles don't don't seem cool from afar. I can't tell you exactly how it feels. I'll never know. Doesn't seem cool to me. Um, They are, you know, they've been playing from behind unfairly for a long, long time. The one thing that we've been dealt that I feel like is unfair and should not be as stressful as it is, is the entire proposal process. Because you get the ring, all you want to do is get rid of the ring. Like once you have it, you want that thing off you because God knows what could happen. I had it in my desk, my, my bedside desk drawer. I checked it every five minutes to make sure it wasn't going anywhere. I was just horrified of losing you have to plan the proposal which if it doesn't go well it gets the marriage off to a horrible start tanks the entire thing especially if she doesn't have a great sense of humor and then the asking the dad permission thing is beyond awkward even if you have a like i love my father-in-law he's one of my favorite people in the world I have a great relationship it still was always going to be awkward regardless of how it happens it's even more awkward if you don't have like a perfect social situation like i just did it we had a we thankfully we had a party i think uh I think it was for one of others, Mary, Mary's sisters was graduating college. So perfect occasion. I was like, Hey, you know, let's, let's go out. Let's, let's get the beer from the the outside cooler together. And I was like, Hey, can I talk to you real quick? Had a quick conversation. And even then it's a, it's a quick, like, you know, he he obviously said yes and talked about, you know, marriage and Mary and all this stuff. And it was, but like, there's no part of it. That's not awkward. There's, and I, it's especially weird when you don't have that perfect opportunity. Like Mary's other sister who's gotten married her now husband had to drive all the way to their hometown and just like show up randomly unannounced and be like, Hey, can we talk real quick? Like, it's just the whole thing's bad. So my, again, I don't know your specifics her, but I would say use a social occasion if possible to where, and the thing is it was, it was so transparent. Mary's like, you were talking to my dad for a long time. I'm like, yeah, you know exactly what was going on. Like there's, <laughs> there was no part of me that was like trying to be coy about it. Like, yeah, we're outside together, just having a random conversation for 30 minutes. Um, and, you know, it was, it was that time where <laughs> you, right. she knew it was coming at some point in the relatively near future. If you can't do that, I mean, just, you know, just just bring it up. It's... Did, did you get down on your knee? During the proposal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really even, like, remember doing it, but I know I did.
2: My wife and I just, when we were dating, we'd been together for two years, and we just, <clears throat> just kind of came to the... Uh, you want to do this? Uh, you you want to <laughs> do this? Like, yeah. We're good. And I said, how do you feel about going to Las Vegas? I thought she'd be totally against that and she was she was cool with it but the worst thing about going to vegas to get married was we spent a whole day going to wedding chapels till we found one that we really liked
1: so did you guys elope or was this just like a hey no whatever? no
2: everybody knew we were going to get married we got married in march and then in uh in june we had a, a gathering over at the crescent hill women's club love it for all the families uh-huh. but we one of the worst wedding chapels we went in looked like somebody's basement and you know a guy was in there can i help you so we're just like you
1: guys want to get married
2: you know he was sitting there watching ironsides or something on television and and and, and i was looked around and and i go why and, you know i was telling my wife i said no nah, i don't think this is it why why should i get married here and the guy goes well michael jordan got married here no yeah that's a true story did you get married there no
1: oh you should have at that point like hook line sinker i'm I'm good
2: we ended up finding um and and it's so funny because years later when we went back they tore it down but uh, we went off the strip we were on the old strip in downtown las vegas and it was a place called the chapel of the bells and it was really it was really neat and the and the uh, minister who married us was from north carolina you know, from back here, and and he set us both down and talked to us, but the one thing about it is, you you know, you have to have a witness, and the guy who witnessed our um, wedding was, uh, he did it over closed circuit television. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. I love it. And you know, if you get married in Vegas, that the um, circuit clerk's office downtown stays open until midnight, through the week and then on the weekends uh it's open 24 hours a day and most wedding chapels there will uh, take you down to the circuit clerk's office but we were already downtown but they'll take you down in a limousine to get your, your uh, wedding's li- wedding license
1: i see the appeal yeah I-, I can see why people do this what a world what a world uh, uh troy my guy on, on twitter brought the, the the toy tiger sign says a few years back. I was at the Ken Towery in Clarksville wearing a retro Toy Tiger T-shirt. An employee there said his friend had the sign in a barn. Said his friend was on the crew that tore it down, and they were just going to trash it, so he took it. I can only hope it's true. Oh, me too. One of this area's greatest mysteries.
2: If, if I'd had a place to store it, I would have taken it too, because it'll, it'll be worth some money someday.
1: I didn't ask my father-in-law if he said no, I was going to do it anyway. It seemed disrespectful <laughs> to ask a question that wasn't genuine. That's a, that's a Old move.
2: I didn't ask my father in law. He just kind of assumed that we were just going to do
1: it. Yeah. Well, Texas has bravely battled COVID, frequent power outages, got the pots, father of two, and courageously proposed to his wife Jesus, Mike, you're a modern day hero. Like, that's all I'm saying. I, like, I, I don't ask. I'm never going to say it myself. I'm not going to ask for this praise, but when other people say it, I'm not going to deny it. Texas, and there's a Taco Bell in Vegas you can get married at. That's the dream. That's the real dream. Texas, I didn't ask my father in law. He's a piece of bleep. I don't need his blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> um <laughs> that, that did really tickle me. <laughs> it was just put so bluntly. <laughs> um Texas would a big NIL deal with a recruit where the recruits get to sit in for an hour a week with Trevor Kelsey and eat Arby's, help hurt U of L athletics, it would hurt. Trevor, by the way, so we have intern Jenna now coming in on Mondays and Wednesdays, and she's she basically like got linked up with us because she she coaches volleyball, she coaches at PRP, but then also coaches an AAU team where I think Troy's daughter played, and she's interested in radio, and so Trevor during a break yesterday was trying to talk volleyball with her, and he's like. <laughs> He's like, you know. He's like, he's like, I, you know. I followed the L term. We had Danny Bushman Kelly on the show, and you know, I, I know. Like, you you know, you've got the, the 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 spikers, and you got the lobbers. And she's like the lobbers. She's like, I've never heard anybody say. It. He's like, he's like, you know, the ones that like lob it up there. I, I I like let him go. I pretend like I wasn't listening. I'm like, oh my god, he's drowning. It was terrible. <laughs> the lobbers. He's like, you got the you know the the pushers, the one that. And she's, like, she's like, you mean setters? It's like, yeah. And the lobbers. And she's like, what's a lobber? He's like that's not a volleyball term. Well. Didn't go great. Texas says, "Mike, did you like the video I tagged you in with me and the fam walking from the Marshall game?" I did. It was wonderful on Twitter. I gave it a nice little like. Texas, <laughs> Texas says, "It has to be the running clock game versus the FIU in 2013. That was one of the worst games I've ever played." But still, kind of, I, I remember it. I want a game that I would never would have remembered. That's what I'm going for. Texas says, "Smirnoff is the best liquor slash grocery store beer." I don't know where that came from, but okay. Texas, that just watch the behind-the-scenes video of the Lions draft. Don't watch it, Mike. It will give you hope. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, we have to go to break. When we come back, Ty Spaulding of Cardinalsports.com is going to come on. He's going to answer some questions we have pertaining to UofL Athletics. We'll take more of your texts after that. Ty Spalding's on the way next here to the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
0: for my money so when the weekend comes I go get live with the honey rolling down the street I saw this girl with... wild she'd love to do the wild fang. wild, fang. wild, fang. wild fang. please baby baby please posse effect I
1: to Gary remembering the song from his uh, played Brickly during his time as the DJ over to Godfather. Quite familiar.
2: I actually, I was playing this on the radio when it was a hit. But I guess it would be a good one for a strip club. <laughs> I
1: would be willing to bet it's been played more than than, than a few times at some gentlemen's establishments over the years. That's fine. You can see it. It's okay. I uh, Welcome back in. This is the final segment of the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Thursday. We're going to talk with uh, Ty Spalding in just a second. He's the owner-publisher over at Cardinalsports.com, which covers everything UofL-related for the Rivals Network. Ty's got some some good insight here on what's going on with UofL athletics. Uh, also, we'll take more of your text on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. Uh, real quickly, somebody brought up this and, and you know we've had the on the Rutherford show it's been the uh, home run ball gate behind uh, I guess the Cam Masterman home run did the kid actually catch it he had a Rawlings ball that was autographed that wasn't the actual ball that was used they have put like the U L official baseball <laughs> account posted four pictures uh, of themselves working out in College Station and the last one is like a close-up of all the official balls so to answer the Texas question I don't think it's a shot at the kid because he asked if it was a straight up shot to get. I think it just says like they're they're pointing out the fact that it's the NCAA championship ball. I don't. Know, it's a cool picture. I don't know that poor kid. He's he's fine. He got an autograph out of it. Uh, do we do have Ty on the line. Uh, we're going to talk to Ty Spalding now. CardinalSports.com making his Rutherford Show debut here. Uh, Ty, thanks so much for spending some time with you with us. How are you, my man? I do have
3: to correct you, Mike. I actually came on your show when TJ Walker was filling in for you. Oh so... my God!
1: You poor poor sob.
3: Yeah, so uh, so just wanted to make a quick little correction there. Um, Second appearance, uh, first appearance with the uh, the actual Mike Rutherford hosting his own show.
1: It, it, the TJ Walker shows don't count. We've scrapped them from the memory. They don't actually exist in any of the record books. We've we you know we've we've burned them from our memory. They've been repressed. So that's a you're unfortunately like a, a tangential product of that. Like you 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 caught a stray. You're, you're out of the Rutherford show, Lord, but you're back in now. We're happy to talk. We're ready to get going. Uh, before we get into the, the ins and the outs, the recruiting stuff, your general thoughts, uh, what, what happened with this baseball team last weekend? How excited are you for this weekend? Uh, it just seems like Dan McDonald produces these types of late Mays, early Junes, almost every damn year.
3: Yeah, I was out there last weekend on Friday for the SEMO the game, and then uh, I was there on Monday. Uh, For the deciding game against Michigan and and stuck around through the rain delay and and I was talking to some people and and I've been to a lot of Louisville games postseason games tournament games bowl games that game that that memory will be up there for a while with me just the the sure eruption of of the stadium the the hugging random people high-fiving dudes two rows two rows over from you. I mean, we haven't had one of those moments in a while. Um, so for me, it'll be it'll be a game that I remember for a while, and it's a game that, that I'm glad I stuck around for. As far as this weekend, I mean, I think Louisville has a good shot. If you, if you look on um, the, the Vegas line, the, the series the series line is pretty much a pick'em at this point. Um, you were reading off some future bets earlier. I think Louisville has better odds than a And M does. Um, so I think Louisville has a chance. But the one thing I am worried about. Um, I don't know if you caught any of the the Texas A&M regional. Their their home crowd is absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it's absolutely bonkers. Um, that's the one thing I am worried about. But but I think Louisville has as good of a chance to advance this weekend as they did last weekend.
1: Here's my thought on the crowd, though, because Texas A&M I think notoriously rowdy environments across multiple sports. The fans are great. They pack that place. They're very loud. The bubbles thing. I think it's counterproductive. It looks lame to me. I know they're trying to do like their own thing. They're trying to have this unique home fan experience. But when the camera pulls back and you just see all these bubbles floating, it's it's not cool. Like the the cowbells or the beer going up in the crowd at Ole Miss. It just seems like I'm just like, okay, these guys are kind of lame. I, I think the bubbles is, is it's a joke.
3: Yeah, the bubbles. I did see that, and that was that. See, that did seem a little odd to me, um, but. But, but back to Patterson, I mean, the, the environment was unbelievable. I, I may have listened to your, oh, my God, he pimped it uh, <laughs> more than, than 50 times. Um, it was great. So I'm looking I'm – in, in Dan McDonald's program, it's just been a, a rock-solid uh, program that, in an athletic department that's had this up and downs over the last you know five or six years. So really easy to root for. And college baseball is just postseason games at Patterson. I mean, they're just really exciting um so i was glad i made it out there and i'm I'm looking forward to following the team again this weekend
1: i want to ask you about this new we we were talking about it before you came on this 502 circle the new nil collective which was announced today uh, a group of uofl fans and alums including mark spiegel spearheading this thing you would know better than i would exactly how this is going to work what do people who donate money into this get in return uh, how does the money get into the, the players pockets and also the other thing that we were talking about before the break there has uofl Sort of signed off on this. Are they aware of it? Have they given it their stamp of approval, or is that something that that this collective doesn't even need? Explain to me how this is going to work here, Ty.
3: Yeah, so I'll tackle that that last question first. Um, I've I've been talking with Mark Spiegel um, over the last several months, and really kind of um, he's kind of been filling me in on, on how everything's coming together. Um, he, he's a Louisville alumni. He's from Louisville. He went to Eastern High School. Um, he, him, and his best friend founded a company called Rubicon, which is a multi-billion-dollar company now. Um, and he lives down in Atlanta. Um, and he actually, uh, he actually started started talking to some folks at, at Auburn that have a collective, at Georgia that have a collective, and and kind of got his wheels turning there. And um, he, he definitely ha- has met with U of Obviously, this is a third-party venture. U of is not directly involved. But UofL did give uh, the seal of, of, of approval on this. Um, Josh Hurd is very much in the know with what's going on with this. Uh, he's very much excited about what Mark is doing. And, and Mark's very excited uh, about Josh Hurd getting the full-time job. So uh, to answer the last part of your question, I, I don't see any uh, NCAA problems or any gray areas uh, for this collective to venture into. UFL um, was very much um, overseeing this and giving it the green light um, so that's that's definitely uh, should ease some concerns of fans out there with with uh, potential you know bylaws and whatnot that could be uh, a violation
1: and as far as like what if somebody like me wanted to get involved with this like if I wanted to give you know I'm not a gigantic business owner but let's say I had more money than I want I donate $5,000 I, I can What access do I get or do I get any access? If I wanted to donate like 50, do I get like a a high five from a softball player? How does this work, Ty?
3: So those details are not out just yet. But Mark's main goal is, obviously he has a core group um, around him that are going to be some of your bigger boosters. uh, Some names that, that most fans are probably going to be familiar with. But Mark's goal is to make sure everyone from your biggest booster to your fan that can't afford season tickets can get involved. Um, so those details will, will still be uh, will still be will still have to be seen but but I will say that his one of his main goals is to ensure that a fan of any background can get involved uh, can feel like they're contributing to the common goal. Um, so I so will be on the lookout um, over the next couple of months for some more details to roll out um the platform and the technology side of it i know mark spent spent a lot of money up front he's got a technology background so uh, the the website's going to be extremely user friendly um but like i said I, i would be on the lookout for those details to come out over the next couple months
1: we're talking with Ty, Ty Spalding here, the owner-publisher of Cardinalsports.com. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, at Ty Spalding, T-Y, Spalding. Uh, Ty, a lot of talk. I mean, we get the question uh, 73 times a day here on the show, on the text line, about the U L men's basketball roster. When are we going to hear something? What's up with this guy? What's up with that guy? Our guard's coming. Let me start with this. We know... We've known for a month or so that Amani Bates has said he's going to make some sort of decision in mid June. We haven't heard really anything from him or his camp since then. Do you have any insight? Is is what's going on with Imani Bates? Are, are we still in good standing? Has that ship sailed? What's going on?
3: Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure you know, Mike. The the uh, the ability to get information around the basketball program right now isn't exactly easy. <laughs> um, but I, I was able to get a, a little bit of an interesting tidbit. Um, that I was told by the end of next weekend um, the hope and the expectation is to have Bates and one other guard um, in the fold and ready to go. Um, That would put Louisville at 11 scholarship players. Um, I think that would be good enough for Kenny to to go ahead and roll into next season with that group. I didn't get a name on a guard, but, but just within the last 20 minutes or so, um, Dior Johnson reopened his recruitment, um, a 2022 kid that was committed to Oregon. Um, both Travis Graff and I have, have both uh, seemed to, to to think that Louisville will, at the very least, um, reach out and um, kick the tires there. Um, so if you're wanting a name, I think that is definitely one that there's probably smoke there. Obviously, Josh Jameson is very familiar with the Oregon program and and um, the Nike ties there with Oregon, Kenny Payne, I'm sure, has some mutual connections. And Dior Johnson and Imani Bates are also friends. They grew up playing together. Um, so that's one I would definitely keep an eye on um, as we head into to next week.
1: Hmm, Dior Johnson. That would be – I think fans could get on board with that. If you get Dior Johnson, you get Imani Bates, uh, you still have some holes on that roster, but you would have to assume – that's a roster that can compete in the ACC, especially an ACC that might not be uh, down. How concerned are you when you personally, when you look at this, because another question we get all day, every day is the lack of, of backcourt help. L. Ellis can't do this himself. Do you think this winds up being a situation where we just go with a big lineup where it's L. Ellis and then some guys who maybe could play the wing, but sort of fill in it's the positionless basketball thing. We're playing two wings, two bigs. I mean, how is this going to work and how concerned are you about the current situation with the backcourt on this roster?
3: So the concerning part for me is that all indications out of the the few workouts that have occurred thus far is that uh, the the Chris Mack weight training program of bulk up, uh, hit the weights. That that's that's not a thing. The the Kenny Payne regime is very much going back to the run 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 um, Rick Pitino model. So to tie that into the backcourt, that's that's a big concern for me. If we're going to attack the off season as we want to be the best, the team that's in the best shape imaginable, we want to wear teams down, Uh, we want to get up and down the floor, Um, you would assume to do that that you would need to have guys in the backcourt that could both um, harass guys on the defensive end and push the pace on the offensive end. So from a concern standpoint, that would be the one thing that I would look to. The the offseason being more of a cardio-driven workout plan doesn't really line up with with only having one guard on the flip side i I was i believe in everything that i've heard is that kamari lands is is very much um living up to to some of the hype he had coming in and that Mm -hmm. he's very much going to be a two guard um in 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 this system so obviously that's not a point guard that's that's just a start for me um if you can develop kamari lands into a guy that can play the two comfortably and can make a leap from the high school level to the ACC level um, without many hurdles, I think that would definitely ease some of the concerns that I have in the backcourt.
1: Yeah, you're right about you know information not quite as accessible as it has been in recent years uh, when it comes to the basketball program. The one thing that I had heard definitively from multiple people uh, in this early season workouts is Kamari Lands. Get excited! Like like if you were high on the kid, which I definitely have been, uh, maybe get even higher. It sounds like he's he's showing out a little bit early on. Um, on the football side of things, Ty, we're. We're getting the smoke signals from some of the coaches. Some of the players are doing the, you know, the eyeball emoji tweets, all the like something cool is coming. Uh, I know Noble Johnson, a a wide receiver from Texas has announced that he's going to be making his commitment or it's going to have a big announcement on Saturday morning. Is there something else? Am I connecting the dots correctly here? Or is there somebody else who we may be getting a commitment from in the next 48 hours? Uh, What's going on? What's the big next big step with this 2023 class that seems to be getting better uh, every other day or so? Also, with not really bad news,
3: but Pete knocked his tweet—the the ding, ding, ding—that was actually in reference to a quarterback that was on campus um, unofficially this week. So that mm. that wasn't directly hinting at a commitment. I, I believe that's what you might be referring to there. However, um, I do think that next weekend, June seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, I think the floodgates are going to open up with this class. Um, a member of the staff told me that Downs After Dark on Saturday is going to be um, where the official visitors will be at. Um, obviously, you have Ruben Owens, the number 20 overall player in the class, the number one running back. I have a pick in for Louisville to land him. Um, Louisville has the momentum there, but they're going up against Texas A&M and Texas. So you don't want to count your chickens, but I think Louisville has made up some serious ground and has maybe even taken the lead there. Um, another guy will be visiting. I know a lot of fans are, are happy about the skill position, but what about the big uglies up front? Madden Sanker's a guy who will be visiting. Uh, he's the number 98 overall player in the class, and I think Louisville probably leads for him as well. Um, so that's a name up front. Also, Luke Burgess, another four star offensive lineman visiting this week, uh, this next weekend. I think uh, Louisville probably leads for him as well. Um, so long story short, I think next weekend is going to be pretty newsworthy, uh, both on the football and basketball side of things. I was actually told that the athletic department wants to really uh, parlay this football and basketball momentum together. Um, So I would say if you're a Louisville fan, stay patient for one more week, give it to the end of next weekend, and you should have some some news to celebrate.
1: Do you have any insight into, we've been talking about the I don't want to say infamous, but the comments that made the the rounds from Pierce Clarkson, I guess about a month ago, he sort of was alluding to a basketball, big time basketball player who was going to commit to Louisville at some point in the near future that was going to surprise people. A lot of people were wondering if that was Imani Bates, since there was talk about mid-June and that big weekend where Clarkson's going to be in town. Do you have any insight on that, who Clarkson may have been referring to?
3: So the, the obvious answer would be Imani Bates, but I did see uh, Pierce Clarkson go back and, and retweet a few things about making the 2023 class at Louisville uh, great in all sports, not just football. Um, and I saw a few few tweets that he retweeted that had DJ Wagner included in those. Um, so I think Pierce Clarkson, maybe he's maybe he's the recruiter that Kenny Payne needs to get this thing going. Um, maybe maybe he's really going to take the 2023 class, um, not just in football, but in basketball as well. So I think it's probably either Monty Bates or DJ Wagner, but that's just a, a, a hunt at this point.
1: I love it. Uh, anything else you guys are working on over there at Cardinalsports.com that folks should be excited about coming up here in the near future?
3: I think we covered it all. I really think next weekend, um, both football and basketball news-wise, is going to be a big one. Um, if you don't have any plans next weekend, the staff really wants fans to get out to Churchill Downs on Saturday, June 18th. Um, if you see see the staff there with the with the recruits, uh, be sure to say hi. That that stuff sounds cheesy, but you know it really does make a difference in 17, 18 year olds' minds. So so June 18th, Downs after dark. I think you'll see some some big time football prospects there, maybe even some basketball prospects. Um, so keep your eye open. Next weekend, I think football and basketball will will have some news to parlay together.
1: He is Ty Spalding. Follow him on Twitter at ty spalding. Check out his work over at Cardinalsports.com. dot com. Ty, really appreciate the time, man. Uh, enjoy the weekend, and hopefully, we're celebrating a regional super regional title uh, either Saturday or Sunday.
3: One last thing, like you, you mentioned your your, uh, your header on Twitter and you mentioned some intermediaries that reached out. Uh, um, I, I, I would be one of those. I, I you have. do know the, the I do know the gentleman that made that tweet. Um he, he, he has uh, matured, I would say is the right <laughs> word and and um, he, he is he is open to uh, he is open to, to, to a ceasefire if you would be interested in those conversations.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to change it at some point. I, I do feel bad. It, it, enough time has passed. The, the problem is, I'm gonna have to have something that I'm gonna have to find something that makes me laugh as much as that. That I, that I, it's just, it's perfect, but I do feel bad for the kid. It's you know, people change. We all get older. It was like ten years ago. So yeah, let Nolan know at some point. I will, I'll, I'll I'll make a change. I just got to get around to it. I got to find an ample replacement. So we'll get there. I've
3: got a I've got a good replacement. That the mad guy texture that uh that 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 asked how Trevor could afford uh, to order DoorDash twice. <laughs> in a day while only working three hours maybe you just screenshot that and, and post it
1: up there he, re- he prefers to go by irritated guy now uh ig will okay. we'll figure out maybe ig can send us in an absolute gem that i can screenshot that's a, that's a fantastic idea ty spaulding for more fantastic ideas follow him on twitter and go to cardinalsports.com uh ty, really appreciate it man all right guys take care all right that's good stuff there from ty spaulding lots of good stuff on the recruiting front interesting news uh, there with Dior Johnson again, direct ties to Josh Jameson. He's the current number thirty-five guard, uh, number thirty-five player overall in the class of twenty twenty-two. Decommitted from Oregon, Oregon got a lot of guys at the last second. I think they thought they were going to have a different roster. Uh, and Dior Johnson now at the eleventh hour here, uh, available. You would think Louisville would have some sort have some sort of in. I think because I've heard the same thing that Ty did about Amani Bates and potentially another guard. Pretty sure I know who the guard is. It's going to be interesting. I think you'll find that out uh, coming up next week. And say if it winds up being this player, it's, it's interesting for reasons other than on the court is all I can say. But uh, we we can talk about that coming up when, when more news becomes available. I think there are, you know, maybe some other candidates out there uh, who may still be considering Louisville, but basketball roster, I guess shouldn't come as a gigantic shock that it's going to be set coming up a weekend from now. You've already got the first summer session going. You've got practices with the full team going. You've got individual workouts happening. You want to get this roster as close to set as possible because before you know it, you blink and it's July. That's team building exercise time. Then it's August. You're getting ready for the start of actual school. You can start ready for the start of actual practice. You're missing out if you don't kind of get this thing set You don't want a guy just joining the fray in mid-July or joining the fray in early August and disrupting team chemistry. If it's a game changer, sure, you know, but that's not the ideal world. So would love to see this roster get set. Sounds like we might not use all 13 scholarships. That's fine. We're going to have some new uh, walk-ons joining. I think you're you're going to see Kenny Payne's uh, son, Zan, who was formerly at UK, probably join as one of those walk-ons. I think you may get some guys back from last year's team. We'll find out about all that good stuff, but excited to finally get this roster set so we can really analyze it um, coming up here in the relatively new future. Uh, Texter, 502-414-1450. We'll try to get to as many of these as possible before we have to end the show here. Uh, Texter says, Dior Johnson, what are our chances there? would think we would make a call, would think we would get involved. That would be a, a big-time late get. Not saying he changes the entire direction of your season, but he would help dramatically. I don't, I don't think that that's a stretch. Texas says, the game for the shirt has to be September 1st, 2014, Louisville-Murray State, 21-9. I don't, even, I don't think that was 2014, though. 2014 was, that was Petrino's first year. I think you're thinking of, I think it was 2010. It was either 2010 or 2011. It, it was a Will Stein game. I know that that was a fun game that that might work texture says top 50 best dressed head coaches on twitter today jed fish is (laughs) rocking the windbreaker look we (laughs) we love jed fish on the show it's not it's not a great look he doesn't look fantastic texture says um do you think the sec will be as deep as it was last year in basketball that is interesting question I think the SEC will be good. I think the, I'm looking at my top 25 that I put together. I think Kentucky's going to be very good. I wish they weren't, but they are. Um, I think Arkansas with that recruiting class and some of the guys that they brought in going to be very good. I'm high on Tennessee, maybe higher than most people. I'm more down on Auburn than some people. I think they're top 25 good Bama. If they get Javon Quinterly fully healthy, he took, he hurt that ACL in the, the NCAA tournament lost to Notre Dame. If they get him back, I think they can be pretty good. Maybe you have like A&M probably should have been in the NCAA tournament. They could be good again. Buzz Williams never is too down. Um, yeah, I think the SEC is going to be good. I think the bottom is still going to be not great. Georgia's not going to bounce back that quickly. They made a weird hire. But the top and the middle of that conference should be about as good as it was last year. Hopefully they, for their sake, have a better showing in the NCAA tournament. Texas says, Shady Rays has invited us into the trust tree. Yeah, they have. That's a good way to put it. Texas, let's talk old school optimist leagues versus AAU. Well, it's a little late for that. Uh, Texas says that, yeah, the 2014 Murray State game was actually in 2011. Uh, we didn't really have much of a chance to talk about last night's NBA game. There's, there's no point in doing it. We do have, what, NHL playoffs going on tonight. I didn't get Trevor's pick for the game of the night, but I believe you've got Rangers and Lightning tied at two. Game five coming up tonight. Um, 8 o'clock on ESPN, there it is. And in New York, raucous environment, Madison Square Garden's been a a terrific site for hockey so far. I think the Rangers were the better team in all three of the first games and then kind of were we're licking their wounds from the the, the Game 3 loss and got pretty thoroughly dominated by the Lightning. Uh, As an Avalanche fan, somebody asked me the other day on Twitter who I'd rather play. I don't really care. I think the the Avs are better than both these teams, but I prefer the Rangers just because, look, the Lightning weren't even supposed to be here. They've won the last two Stanley Cups. If you get them back in a third Stanley Cup, they're definitely going to have that we can't lose mentality. It's impossible. So I'll choose the Rangers just for that reason. Also, probably more eyeballs. Big time market, New York market, Rangers haven't been there in a while. It would be a fun Stanley Cup. I'd be excited about it. I think the Rangers win tonight. I'll say 4-2. They bounce back. They take the series advantage. That series is going seven games. Lightning will win back in Tampa Bay, and they'll come back here for the game seven. Uh, enjoy the hockey tonight if that's your thing. Enjoy whatever else you're going to watch tonight if that's your thing. I'm back in Stranger Things. I'm two and a half episodes in. I plan on finishing sometime before the end of summer. I, I think I can get there. We'll try to make that happen. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Everybody have a fantastic Thursday night.
0: dig it. Oh cool and at a bar, and I'm looking for some action but like Mick Jagger said I can't get no satisfaction. The girls are all around but none of them want to get with me but they're fresh and I'm looking deaf. Yo what's up what a LOC? The girls was all jocking at the other end of the bar. Have a drink with some no-name chump when they know that I'm the star. So I got up and strolled over to the other side of the cantina. I asked the guy, "Why are you so fly?" He said, "Funky Cole Medina." Before he was much, much meaner But now all the foolers run to my house For the funky cold Medina You know what I'm saying? I got every dog in my neighborhood Breaking down my door I got Spurs in Jesse Alex from Strolls They won't leave my dog alone with that Medina fam I went out to this girl She said, hi, my name is Sheena I thought she'd be good to go With a little funky cold Medina She said, I'd like a drink I said, I'm um, okay, I'll go get it And then a couple of sips She gon' lick the lips And I knew that she was with it So I took her to my crib And everything went well as planned But when she got undressed It was a big old mess Sheena was a man So I threw up out I don't fool around With no Oscar Mayawena You must be sure that the girl it's pure for the funky gold medina you know ain't no plans with a man this is the 80s and i'm down with the ladies you know?